I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Basically, a retainer is an agreement with a client that they will pay um, a designated amount per month based on the services you're offering. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 118. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to leverage retainers in a creative business. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? I'm going back to one of my staples, just the Down East Cider. It's, I don't know, it's just one of my go-tos. I can't, when I see mm. it, it's like I kind of have to have it. I feel like it's, I, I mean, I don't know. I know you're not from New England necessarily, but it is a very New England-y type it of is, drink. I do appreciate it. Well, there you go. It brings back fond memories because I started drinking it in grad school when I used to have to wait for the train at North mm. Station because the way the timing I got out of class versus the train schedule, sometimes it would be like an hour. So I would sit there and I would get a Down East Cider. And eventually I did not get carded because the bartender finally recognized mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Gotta love, gotta love the mm-hmm. Boston Transportation Center, uh-huh. t- transportation system, and uh, the bars that they decide to set up right by uh-huh. there. Yeah. So. All right. I'll uh, I'll I'll stick to that then with you as well. Now that we have that important business out of the way, let's dive into our discussion with Kara Chatelier of Bubbly Creative. Chatelier is the founder and creative of Bubbly Creative, a boutique digital and content marketing agency focused on building and executing strategies to make small and medium-sized businesses pop. Kara has been in the marketing and sales uh, arena for over 10 years and loves building relationships with growing business owners. She is going to talk to us today about how we can leverage retainers to create reoccurring revenue in our creative business. Kara, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. We're so excited. excited. And we have to (laughs) give you props because you've actually brought a cocktail to the show, cocktail, the recording of cocktails and content creation. I knew I, you know, I understood the assignment. You know, did. I think <laughs> that's a, maybe a first. It's very on brand. It's pink and it's and pink bubbly. and bubbly. Yeah, <laughs> I stay consistent. Perfect. <laughs> so what oh, is what is in it? Let's let's get into the details. So it's spindrift. It's the raspberry lime, and mm. um, you know, it's alcohol free today. That's you know what? The... <laughs> it's all good. So it's really, good. it's just a cocktail of flavors, I guess. That's that's all right with me. I, I love a good mocktail. That's awesome. <laughs> I have decided right. that if I go out these days, like on a weekday, I can only have one drink because two drinks for some reason just puts me over the edge the next day. It's I, the grogginess I of it all. Like We're no headache. longer in our early 20s anymore, guys. I guess oh. that's the, the end of it. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of of all of that, give us so Jesse gave us a brief intro about you, but let's start about you. You from your perspective, what is what is it that you do? 
Yes. So um, one of the cool things about starting your own business is you get to give yourself a title, right? So I chose creative director because I was like, that sounds pretty cool. So I'm going to go with that. Um, (laughs) But basically, Bubbly Creative does everything content and everything digital marketing. So social media, we create websites, we write blog content, digital ads, all of the above. And um, Right now, I'm the point person with all clients, and um, I have a small team, and they help me kind of with the day-to-day execution of everything. But um, yeah, a lot of it is relationship management and working with people and getting to know their businesses really well and figuring out how we can help them with digital marketing. And you've been doing this for about 10 years. What was like your journey to get to this point? Like, When did Bubbly Creative... uh come around? Yeah. So I have really good timing. So launched the business in February, 2020, which was just perfect time (laughs) to launch a business for in marketing, especially whenever. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Oh God. Uh, um, but it, it worked out luckily, but prior to that, I was freelancing and, um, doing, you know, marketing consulting and doing some content management, things like that. Um, And I started freelancing because I moved to Madrid kind of on a whim whim, and um, wanted like supplemental income while I was there and then realized I could do it full time over the three years I was there. And yeah, just after I moved home in 20, the very tail end of 2018, and then I um, started the business in 2020. So yeah, it's kind of a, a journey. And prior to that, I worked in higher ed and then in sales and yeah, kind of a roundabout way to get to bubbly creative. I love it. I love it. So uh, our topic for today, um, you know, and, and you and I have actually met in person. So uh, yeah, from the Boston area. So we've met in person and the way we kind of, I kind of came up with this, the show idea, I pitched it to Kate and I said, Hey, what do you think about this? Because you had told me about your work and the way you leverage uh, retainers. And I think it's a really interesting way to serve clients, but also generate recurring revenue. And so our topic for today is pretty much that. So without though, knowing too much, even myself about retainers, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners may be new at it. Can you give us like a beginner's introduction into like what a retainer is and like how it works? Sure. So uh, basically, a retainer is an agreement with a client that they will pay um, a designated amount per month based on the services you're offering. So For my clients, typically when I meet with them at the beginning of our relationship, I'm able to see what their goals are, what they need to get done. And based on the direction that they're going in, we offer certain services that we think will help them get to where they're going. And then we propose a price of, you know, this is what you'll pay us monthly. Here are the deliverables that we'll give you. And it's a month to month contract that you know, we build in, it's either 60, what, 60 days or 30 days cancellation policy. And then it's just kind of like indefinite. So if they want to cancel, they need to give us a full month's notice or either or two months based on the contract. 
And then, so they're just our client forever if they don't cancel or if we don't cancel with them. So when I was freelancing, I was doing hourly work and I really struggle with hourly work for a number of reasons. One, I'm terrible at keeping track. So a lot of times I was underbilling or I would just like, you know, uh, forget to log, you know, as a creative, you spend a lot of time thinking about the work or, you know, brainstorming and you don't charge for that time, but that is billable time because they're paying you for your creative services. So I was bad at tracking time. Um, income wasn't predictable. So if a client decided they didn't have something for you, then you're kind of screwed and you have no idea, like, do I need to pick up more work? Can I take on this new project? It's just kind of like screws the person over, I feel like. So I I realized as I was transitioning into more of like my bubbly creative business model, I needed a way to predict income and to make sure that I was charging clients accurately for the work I was doing. So that's really how it came to be. Nice. <laughs> nice. Very succinct, very clear. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you work with them pretty much indefinitely unless they cancel. And this is a little bit more of a technical question. I'm sure it can vary based on like your model of business, but do you automatically charge them every month? Is it just something that they keep like a card on file or do mm-hmm. you actually send them an invoice and then they pay or maybe it varies by client? Yeah, actually, that's um, a good question. Now, I don't have a card on file. I do. I work with QuickBooks, so I set up recurring invoices every month. Um, sometimes I'll have to edit them if I, um, you know, we have extra hours for some reason, or we ended up ordering for them something and we have to charge them for it. But um, it's the recurring invoice um, template on QuickBooks that I use. Having a card on file would be nice because. Sometimes clients will ignore an invoice for two weeks or which, you know, just happens, but, um, that's how I do it. But I like the card on file idea. Maybe I should start doing that. I think some of the clients would prefer that, you know, I know like my CRM, I use HoneyBook and they're their own. They actually do their own credit card processing. So it's not Mm -hmm. Stripe or PayPal. I mean, my clients could use those as well, but HoneyBook does its own. And uh, they do allow for clients to like save a card on file or like set up or like a pre-approve automatic payments. So mm. like I do sometimes have clients that want like a payment structure mm. for their session. Yeah. Um. So that just gets billed automatically to them if they approve it. It's one of those things like you can't like unless they authorize you to like automatically yeah. your card. So HoneyBook just asks like, are you okay with this? And they click yes. And then it's great. I like that. That no, would this make my life easier. <laughs> the show isn't sponsored by HoneyBook any guys, but it should be, I think, right now with, with jo- what Jesse was just saying. Uh, I mean, so, I've tried a lot of CRMs and so far yeah. that seems to be the best for my business. <laughs> so with, with Creative Bubbly, what what sorts of clients do you work for that work on this retainer basis? Like who, who would this would, who, what kind of businesses would this be good for? Yeah. Um, my clients are primarily service-based. So, you know, I have like a, a orthodontist, a professional organizer, um, a staffing firm. Um, it's, it's so bad that when I talk about my clients, I'm like, I forget who they are. Um, 
like a realtor. I'm looking at my client list right now, financial advisors. <laughs> so really like service-based businesses, I find because that that's who we work with. So they it ends up working really well with the retainer. But I'm sure if it was product-based, that would also work. Um, yeah, it really depends on the client and what they need. But um, you know, sometimes with retainers too, you might find that in a given month, you're working over what you anticipated you would be doing for them monthly. But I find maybe the next month you're working a little less than you might. So it ends up evening out. Uh, But you do kind of come to the point sometimes where you may feel like, okay, we're doing a lot more than we initially thought. We have to renegotiate that. And I found that um, clients are pretty receptive to that if they're enjoying the work that you're delivering. How does that conversation go? Well, so I typically have weekly or biweekly meetings with my clients and um, it would be a conversation that, you know, I'd probably dread for the week leading up to it and would have to practice. <laughs> I'm not a confrontation And they're person. done that. I know <laughs> that, that feeling. Not that it's a confrontation, but, um, you know, difficult conversations I usually practice because I'm a nerd. Um, but yeah, it would usually be something like you know i initially we talked about these specific deliverables monthly uh based on what we've done the past couple of months i believe we're going over our hour threshold that we initially discussed here is the price increase that we were hoping uh we could come to an agreement on um and i've diplomatic yeah (laughs) very diplomatic (laughs) it works better than pay me more please but uh and like, yeah, if you're like, you know, this is what we've actually been producing. And like, what we're realizing is that we're going over, you know, 10 hours a month and, you know, to continue, you know, with this level of service, you're going to have to pay for that. And we can certainly keep within your budget, but we're going to have to adjust exactly what your current deliverables are. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And I've also realized that being more specific in the retainers is so essential because I used to be pretty big, like marketing services. And it's like, wow, that's a big umbrella. Then they start throwing everything at you. And every like you can justify anything as a marketing service after a certain point. But um, yeah, so I've noticed like, especially with social, social media management, we have to say like, you know, X amount of reels, X amount of grid posts, X amount of stories. Like, and if it starts to go way over that, then we need to talk. Um, so the more specific, the better with those deliverables really yeah. helps. Actually, and along those yeah. lines, so can you give us, um, you know, I know, I, I think you mentioned kind of higher, you know, kind of broadly what your retainer offerings are, but so social media management would, would be one. Mm-hmm. What are some other mm. things that fall under this retainer model? And is it something that, that like just and is it because it's like things that have to happen every month that like it's, it's, you know, fits so well into this retainer package type of situation? Yeah. So I think that that really does help because like with social media, it's, you know, it's an everyday thing or it's at least a couple times a week. Um, so under the retainer umbrella, what we offer, I have one client, for example, where uh, I just, we became his marketing department. So we do newsletters, we write email content um, for their automation platform. 
we create all the social, we do blog writing, website management, um, run the Google ads to run the Facebook ads, create print content, um, you know, print collateral, just everything. So I think for companies that are small and medium sized and they don't have the budget to hire a marketing department, you know, or they, they have the budget to maybe hire like a junior level marketing person. We're able to do like the marketing at a higher level without paying for like a full-time marketing director. Um, so yeah, really a lot falls under the retainer and it, it depends client to client. I mean, not every client, we don't have like a copy and paste one size fits all retainer. It's custom for every client, um, which I think works for us now, but it can be tricky if someone reaches out and they're like, I just want Instagram management. A lot of times we'll just say, you know, that's not, really something we can offer right now because our most of our clients want a lot more so that's um a better scenario for us a client that needs kind of more marketing than less now thinking about like if someone's listening and like oh my gosh i love this idea we've got um and i know this wasn't a specific question we asked but i think it's um it would be good to touch upon is you know how do we sort of present this new model to our audience and our client base and sort of push people to this? Like, what are some of like the, I guess, benefits or like what's some of like the marketing copy that you use to sort of say, hey, I really think an ongoing relationship like this is going to be best for you? Yeah. So I think talking to clients about their goals and what they want and what they need, you know, it, because if a client says like, my, our goal is to get here, our goal is to have this, do this, then you're able to say, okay, well, I actually, from my experience working with clients like you, I've seen that doing, you know, let's say it's weekly posts on social, filming videos, these type of things. I've seen that they can really help um, some a business like yourself grow. And based on that, I have, we are able to do that for you and we can get the, it's tricky because it's like so different for every client, but I think really it's showing them what you can offer to fill their need and showing them that on a monthly basis consistently is how they're going to get it done. Like for example, with you, Jesse, I know um, with the photography, like I have clients that is absolutely pulling teeth to get a photo from them. Even if it's like a behind the scenes photo, I'm like, please just send me a photo. I just need a photo. Um, it can be horrible. I just need something. Um, but like, so for someone like that, like um, a real estate agent, for example, like if they hired you on retainer, then you can, they can say, you know, you offer one open house a month where you go, or you offer, you know, like three events a month, I'll be there to take pictures. And that's going to improve their website. It's going to improve their print collateral. It's going to improve their social, their digital ads. So like something like that, where you're able to say like, I've seen this work really well. You're not sending us any photos right now. Here's the price it'll be. And if you need me for something ad hoc, I can also do that. But I'm the thing that's tricky about this too, is I'm a people pleaser. So I am like, if they email me, text me, I'm there, like whatever you need, like that's who I've become. I'm not, I'm not recommending that for 
everyone who wants to do a retainer, but I do think it gives you access, you know, it gives the client access to you um, very readily, which I think is appealing to a lot of people. Well, I think also the longevity, like some, like I know personally, so Kate writes my blog post for me and she has Mm -hmm. 2020 and, you know, it's a long-term game. Like some of these things Mm. just take time, right? I mean, SEO is not overnight. And so, um, yeah, so I think in certain situations and to your point, like, you know, the example with the real estate agent, it's like, yeah, like you're going to have to build your following. Like you're going to have to do it consistently and consistency kind of means like indefinitely. (laughs) Exactly. And like, as you're working with them consistently, you get to know them, you get to know, you know, as Kate's writing your blog post, she's getting to know your voice better. Every single blog, she's able to write as Jesse now, like in a very clear way where, you know, that takes a while. And like when you have, you know, just going off photos and content, when you have things that are custom to you and they're not like, I don't know if you've seen this, it's, it's one of these things like, okay, I have a, two examples of this. I have a real estate agent um, who they have these like lists, like it's like a listserv. They send you blog content every month, like multiple blogs every month. And any realtor from this like list post the same blog content. It's the same exact thing over like 500, who knows, 500,000 realtors. They all post the same stuff. And I'm like that, you know, it's like nightmare for SEO, nightmare for everything. No one's reading it. It's not helping anyone. That is one example of like, oh my God, this is not content marketing. You need something custom. And the other, God, I just lost it. That's insane. I can't, I mean, I'm not surprised. Oh, something like that. Oh yeah, this is worse. This is so bad. Okay, so <laughs> I have a client who is a psychiatrist and she on her website, I don't know why, I just like googled one of the, the we didn't do her website, someone else did. We just I just googled one of the descriptions for like I think it was PMDD or ADHD. The exact same description showed up on over 10 websites that this website developer was just copy and pasting into all these sites oh no so like when you have someone who can do custom content it does make a huge difference and when it's on a monthly like so there are people like the scam artists out there doing this stuff and getting paid for it over and over when it's the same copy and paste probably did it on chat gpt you know that type of vibe but yeah so it's thinking like you want to differentiate yourself, you're going to differentiate yourself in marketing and in content, it needs to be custom and it needs to be actually you. And again, that takes time and it takes consistency. So the retainer really helps with that. I just can't believe I can't believe. Didn't we learn about like, you know, that in school? No, no. what, What do they call that? Plagiarism. Well, Plagiarism. I, mean, I, guess I couldn't it's like even if think. You're writing it. You're just co- like, I guess, like the web developer is his content. So he's really technically not plagiarizing, but unless the copyright gets. He's being lazy. The client. But no, he's being super so lazy. lazy. But also, if you're, you know, you're uh, an expert in your field, you're a psychiatrist, you're not thinking this. No. You're reading no. this copy and you're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And yes. that's. And all I did was Google like two lines and I was like, this is. Nuts. Oh no way. God. No way. Yeah. 
So, so what happens when you have to break up with a client or if you've yes. had any experiences that you can share where maybe, maybe you haven't had to break up with a client because you're amazing. And like, you've had like just great, clients <laughs> and like you haven't had to break up, but like, what would you tell someone? Okay. Like if you need to end a relationship, because I mean, I think, I think you kind of actually maybe built that in already with your 60 day, 30 day termination. But like, is there anything mm. that you do like put in your contract about saying like mutual, like we can like, either party can like cancel this contract. Yeah. So it does say in the contract that either party can cancel um, with the same notice. And there's also some language in there about like going to mediation if need be like, so you avoid lawyers, obviously that's the ideal situation. Never has it come to that. Thank God. But um, yeah, I think I have had to, I have had to break up with a client. Um and I think I forgot about it because I we got back together. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> oh my goodness, that is, that's a story. Okay, you were just okay. meant to Share. be together. I Share. guess we would like. To yeah, I like guess to so. We got back together. Um, so I I broke up with a client because I actually had a new client that came on, and it was going to be taking up a ton of time. So I broke up with this client and just had the conversation. Um, you know when we're meeting weekly or biweekly. Unfortunately, I've taken on this new project. I I won't be able to give you the same level of service as I was before. So in after the next 30 days, I will have to terminate our contract. Um, you know, it's pretty short and sweet and they understand. You also, I, I usually provide, again, people pleaser. I provide like like I'll give you advice. Here's actually someone I know who does something similar. I usually do that. Give them some links to websites to take a look at. Um, I've never had like bad blood with a client because we usually end up staying pretty cordial, luckily. But um, I think having that clause in the contract of the 30 to 60 days gives you uh, kind of a nice out if you need to have it. 90% of the time for me, the breakup is going to be based on I've taken on this new client, they're bigger, or it's just a better opportunity and I have to move on. So that's, that, that, that one client we got back together because that's so funny. <laughs> I think, I think it's really interesting. I saw a post the other day on Facebook in one of my like photography groups and they were really struggling with this like situation about like you know, their client had posted like a watermarked image, like, and clearly the watermark got removed. And she was like, this really is like frustrating oh, because yeah. like, you don't have the right mm. to that photo. Like I, you have the photos that you've purchased and like this one was one of your proofs or whatever. And, right. and so she was just like, I'm so mad, but I'm such a people pleaser. Like, how do I handle this? Like, what should I say? And, you know, and so many people were <laughs> We're like all like like went straight into like aggressive mode, and I'm like, well, no, like that's first of all, like I mean, if that's what you want to be, but like, so I like typed in the comments like a nice response, kind of like where yeah, like you you had a conversation with them, you sat them down, like they're adults, yeah. and like was nice about yep. it. You don't have to be a dick about it. Um, oh yeah, you know, and just explain the situation, and that's kind of what I like. I suggested I was like, just remind them that they're not allowed to use that, even though they it's in the contract. Say, like, yeah. But like also in the future, like if you want to purchase these, you need to purchase them kind of thing. 
And yeah. So I think it's so hard to just be like stern, but like, and yeah. I've always like, there's said, definitely a fine line. Like yeah. totally just say it. Yeah. Write it and send it and then like walk away. Well, because <laughs> yeah, like, you don't, you don't want to get, bad. you don't want to get walked all over. Right. Like that's the last thing you want happening to you. Um, but at the same time, you know, you realize that you're, you're providing a service and, you know, word of mouth travels. And if somebody, I mean, granted, obviously that person was in the wrong, but if they decided to spread the word, well, so-and-so really came down on me really hard for this. Like it would look bad for you. And let's face it, yeah. as, a, as a, you know, small business, that can be the kiss of death for some, from things, you know, at least yeah, one I mean, or two clients. Totally. And living on the internet where we live and die by reviews, you Mm -hmm. know, like Google reviews and that, like you get a one-star review, whether it's true or not, it's still like, it's going to pause out there. Yeah. Yeah. And not like you should run your business tiptoeing around people's feelings, especially if they did, did you dirty, but um, yeah, that it's, it's tricky. I've, I, have a, I also typically like when I meet with a client initially and I've gotten better at this, if they give me like a bad gut feeling or I'm like, mm, this isn't good, I can tell. Then I usually kind of like break up with them before <laughs> anything happens, you know, sorry, my bad first date. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, don't think I have availability mm. anymore. Sorry, this relationship's <laughs> not going to go past the first date. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel a spark. Uh, there we go. So You're smart. I have, question, I have a question I want to circle back to before we wrap this up. Um, one thing that you mentioned is like one one month you might be like a little bit underloaded with work. One month yeah. you might be a little bit overloaded with work. I'm just trying to think about like like in a situation like let's say it's the realtor that needs the photo and like they don't get you the photo, so they don't get you what you need to do your job. Mm-hmm. And like which basically results in like some deliverables don't get done, right? And you still charge them. That's like the beauty of the retainer, right? It's like, yeah, you're like, we're, like I can't, like, how do you, how does that work? So like for this specific client, the realtor who never sends me anything, um, we always have contingencies like, okay, we'll post a fact or we'll poke it, but post a market update. Um, so with, I've never had a client say like, I'm not getting what's in my retainer. Okay. Like this isn't, I've never had that happen. Not to say that it won't happen. I mean, I could check my email right now and it, <laughs> it's happened, but uh, <laughs> that would suck. Um, but luckily that hasn't happened. But um, yeah, I mean, it's tricky with clients who, again, people please are saying, I'm like, we'll get blood from a stone because we'll make it work. Cause we, yeah, so you have like contingencies built in and yeah. say like, okay, well, if you don't give me the photos then I'm just going to have to use the stock photo and just be like, yeah. it's not what we prefer because it's not really like super in line with your brand or as personal as we'd like it, but we'll, we'll do, we'll do that instead. And exactly. Okay. And like, okay. we can only beg so much, you know, and it's like, okay, we, we do need these things. We'd love a, like a video. We'll film them for you. But if that's not going to work, then We'll, we will do what we can to meet the deliverables. And to your point, even if that if causes not, more work yeah. though, like, like, yeah, like let's say you have to go out and do like a reel of some sort and like it was supposed to be them doing it, then you would just kind of add that on to their next invoice, right? Yeah, definitely. If it was overage uh, with over going over hours, which is um, 
I always put this in the agreement. Like if there's a month where the hours have just like really exceeded what we've quoted, uh, then I will send you an email like FYI, I think we're going to go five or 10 hours over our retainer. Here's our hourly rate. This is, is what it'll tra- cost you. Do you still want us to move forward? Um, and they'll either, you know, agree or say, no, let's push it off till next month. But I always, I'm never going to just put extra hours on their, um, invoice. And, um, I have had, had that happen where they're like, oh, we'll just wait till next month or, um, but yeah, I mean, it does happen sometimes where you just find yourself like, okay, this is going to be extra hours and I have to charge you for it, which is tough, but again, very diplomatic on your end, I must say. (laughs) Kara, it's been fantastic talking with you. I'm so glad that Jesse presented this as a topic and you as a guest, because I think a lot of people, I know I'm a um, freelance writer and right now I'm more project-based than Mm -hmm. hourly or retainer-based, but um, what, you know, you've got, you've got my wheels turning in my head. Love it. well, Well for you, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I've got a couple of people that I think, yes, it would work very well for and mostly because they so I'm begging them for stuff all the time. So yeah. uh, so for for anyone who might be interested in your services, where can people find you and learn more about you and, and Creative Bubbly? Yeah. So um, you can go to bubblycreative.com. So um, www.bubblycreative.com. And our Instagram handle is at bubblycreativema. Where'd you get the name, by the way, that, that I butchered just a second ago? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you cannot you tell, said Kate, it, not me, not Kate me. has been suffering um, a cold um, today. Yep. So, you know. So my just, brain's not as sharp as it we'll usually is. No worries. I love the name. My actual name, right? You got Kara, right? Well, there right you there. go. Uh, <laughs> um, so bubbly always been described as bubbly it's I just would like agree. kind of my my personality people say it all the time and then i was like oh i can use this like make it pop and like rise to the top and like effervescence and um yeah just put creative on the end of it but i get compliments on it all the time people love it it is I do fantastic it. and it, it works very well for the show yeah i have to yeah. say uh-huh. it's, a, it's a nice pairing we've got right? here going on yeah Nice cocktail. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Kara, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about this. I know that our audience is going to take a lot out of it. I'm so happy to be here. It's my pleasure. Anytime. (laughs) Thank you. So I'm really excited that she came on the show because I think so many of our listeners, you know, have a creative business and... You know, business, it's complicated. So the idea of having retainers and that recurring revenue is a way to sort of simplify, but also just increase your revenue and help you plan and budget better, like she said, versus sometimes when you're dealing with hourly projects, it's tough to track. It's hard to gauge how much work you're going to have. You know, it might be Mm -hmm. so many hours this month, so many hours the next month. So creating that consistency, I thought was really interesting. Um, So, I mean, I have the membership pricing for my photography business, which I haven't really pushed all that much because I feel like I almost overcomplicate it sometimes. So now I'm like thinking, is there a way for me to almost switch to something like this? 
more of a traditional retainer model on, you know, on the photography side. So my wheels are definitely spinning. Oh, mine are too, because for me as a, as a freelance writer, you know, I, every, people will say to me like, well, what's your hourly rate? And the thing is it, it's hard to set only because when I'm writing for other people, sometimes there involves there's there's more involved when it comes to like research and stuff like that. And obviously I need to take that into account. But what I've been doing is more project based, like, okay, you want so many blog posts and I kind of do figure out an estimate of how many hours that's going to take. But then I take into account like, you know, okay, well, how much how much research am I going to be doing versus what information the client's going to be giving me? Um, how much do I know about this prior? So I, I, there's a lot that goes into there's it. A lot of parameters. That yeah. yeah. And I've had, I've had actually had one person ask me about working on a retainer and I was a little intimidated by the idea. Um, mostly because I, I don't know, maybe I was like, I don't want to be somebody's employee or something. Like, I, I don't know. That was like over a year ago now. Um, and I know that it, it was a scary for, for the, for me at the time, it was a scary thought. Um, but when you think about when you're working as a full-time employee for somebody else, you know, you, you, ha- you know how much you're going to be making every week, every month, you know, so that kind of brings a lot of stabilization back into the equation. Um, so I'm, yeah, it's definitely got me thinking too. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm, uh, I'm gonna, and, and, you know, maybe, maybe for me, it would be more of a, cause there's definitely some clients who, um, are more regular about their, what they do. Um, and then others that kind of are a little bit more random, I'll hear from them just kind of off the cuff. And, and as a <laughs> good old Catholic guilt, I'd feel so terrible if I was taking somebody's money and I was doing absolutely no work for them for that month. I just, that would be difficult yeah. for me. Well, um, I think, so I think she mentioned, you know, you know, it's not that they wouldn't not necessarily have deliverables. It's you have these sort of backup plans in place, which, yeah. you know, is not necessarily preferred. Um, no, I think as long as you're clear in yeah. the contract, what the expectations are, and if those expectation or milestones are missed, what the end game is. Mm. So may- maybe for me, I would do more of like a, a hybrid, like some people, if you know, if they were on that kind of good schedule, like you, um, and other people like, okay, well, that's what this would be. Um, I have a couple of clients that are really like that, but then there's other people who I'd be like, no, you know what? We'll just do kind of one-offs. I think that would be better. So hmm. we'll see. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. Leave us a comment about what you want us to talk about. And you can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. Mm-hmm.